Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Laura. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. series talking about the seven challenges we will face in life. We've covered cynicism, moral compromise, pride, what it looks like to have a healthy pride versus an unhealthy pride. Today we're going to be unpacking burnout, what it looks like if you are burnt out, how to overcome it, ways to get out of that rut of burnout. So Nate, why don't you unpack that today? So burnout can show up in a couple different ways. It could be a slow burnout or it could be something that happens all at once. It, you know, it could be a buildup of little things or just one day you realize, hey, I'm burnout. I've been working too much. And what it really is is when you start to work too much that you actually start to lose motivation or lose drive or lose the want to do more. And you do things like start getting up late or you you know, hit, dread where you're going, um, you know, dread working on the goal. And you just, you ultimately lose the motivation that you had to start the goal in general. And you almost just want to give up, but you know you have to keep going. So you, you go through the, you go through the motions, but it's a very subpar, you know, lackluster effort that you put into it. So burnout can be so dangerous because when you're working on your goals, you can almost feel like you're continuing to work, but you're not being effective in what you're doing. So you're, you're basically going nowhere. You, you're going to keep going through the motions, but you're never going to grow. You're never going to keep, you're never actually going to get better at what you're doing. If anything, you're actually going to get worse and you become less effective. See, the misconception a lot of people have is that they think they can't take a break or they can't stop what they're doing because they think if they stop, then the goal or the the project or whatever they're working on is going to crumble. But in reality, when you don't take a break and you keep working too much, you stop becoming effective and you're not 100% there when you're working on it. So when you're not 100% there, you're actually getting less done than if you just showed up for 100% for a time period, left and came back 100% for a time period. Right. We've heard the phrase, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You have to you have to be able to refill yourself in some way. And whenever you start to get into that burnout, a lot of people, again, it reminds me of a quote I heard from somebody I actually worked with, um, said it to another employee who would work six days a week, long days, and trying to get what they wanted to get. But then they started to become irritable. They started to you know not close deals because they were always, you know, like I said, irritable or or frustrated or tired. And they kept making mistakes because they were tired all the time. And, you know, they were told, hey, I'd rather you be 100% when you're here than be here 100% of the time. Because I'd rather you show up at 100% than show up at 40% and be here all the time. Because I'd rather have eight hours of 100% you than 10 hours of 40% you. You're still going to get more done in that eight hours of being 100% efficient rather than 10 or 12 hours of being 40% efficient. So you have to keep in mind that, yeah, it almost seems like, okay, well, I'm behind or I'm trying to catch up or I got to get this done. And there are times where you may have to put in a little bit of extra work. But if you're continuing to do that and you're not ever, like Laura said, filling up your cup, then you're going to get to a point where you just want to stop completely. Or you're going to get to a point where you're making so many mistakes and going through the motions so quickly that you're not actually doing anything properly, then you're going to have to redo it all anyway. So now you're twice as far behind. I think it's important to ask yourself some questions like, you know, at the end of the day, where's your identity found? Is your identity in your titles? You know, when all of that is stripped away, who are you at the center? Who are you at your core? You know, without 
having the title of mom, without having the title of CEO, without having the title of friend. You know, who are you as a person? What makes up you? You are unique. You have your own story. And what does that look like when you don't have any expectations put on you? And there are times you have to turn the the spotlight back at yourself. Yeah, we do things for other people. We do things for our goal, but there has to be time that you set aside to do things for yourself. You know, and that, get, that leads right into how do you overcome, you know, burnout? How do you prevent really burnout? It's not really overcoming because once you're burnt out, the only thing to do is to, you know, pause and then go back at it again. Take long the pauses you need until you get that motivation or that drive for what you did, reevaluate your goals and go back at it. But how can we actually prevent burnout in the first place? I think the first step to preventing burnout is recognizing that you are able to be burned out. You know, a lot of people have this mentality that I can just, I can put it on my back, I can put it on my shoulders, I can get it done, I can work late, I can come in extra, I can do this, I can do that. But or neglect the fact that they can be burned out. Neglect the fact that if they keep doing this, it's not going to go well in the long run. So the first thing is is accepting that because truly denial of burnout will accelerate the burnout even faster. You're going to have more of that all of a sudden, like jumped off a cliff type mentality instead of it being a slow burnout. It's just one day it's going to hit you and you're like, I hate doing this. I'm not doing this anymore. And you're going to want to give up. And the reality is you can't be everything to everyone. That's just plain and simple. And sometimes we feel like that it has to it has to be that way but it's just not humanly possible so when i say scheduling time for yourself i'm talking about two things i'm talking about rest and i'm talking about relaxation something that eases your mind the rest portion you know when we're talking about rest you have to find i'm not going to sit here and tell you you have to sleep this much or you have to get this much rest or you have to you, you got to find the perfect balance for you because it is different for every person um laura normally does better when she has you know seven or eight hours of sleep or I normally do better if I have five or six. So rest isn't a set number that you have to stick to. I don't believe the hours of sleep is a set number for everybody. I think it's you find what makes you feel the best, what makes you feel the most rested, and however you can show up the best. But I do want to talk about the quality of sleep over the quantity of sleep. There's a book that goes really in depth with this that I highly recommend everyone either listen to or read. It's a book called Sleep Smarter. It's by Sean Stevenson. And what they do is they dive into better ways to increase the quality of your sleep. Not necessarily increase the amount of time you can sleep because for some people they can't and for some people that's not going to fix it anyway. You want to increase the quality of the sleep that you are getting. You know, he talks about like, you know, the perfect time to sleep for people, not as far as amount of time, but time of day. He talks about, you know, different lighting can cause different things in the sleep or different plants that could help you sleep better or different. It talks about different routines that you can sleep better, like, hey, things not to do, like, you know, don't have blue light two hours before you go to bed or certain temperatures that you can sleep better. So it goes over all this stuff. It's a whole book on just improving the quality of your sleep. And what you're going to find is that when you're more well rested, you're going to show up better that next day. If you work all night, try to take a cat nap and power load some caffeine in the morning, that next day, you might as well have just slept the whole day because you're working at that 40% efficiency as opposed to that 80 or 100% efficiency if you would have actually got the rest that you needed. Now, when I talk about relaxation, it doesn't always have to be a calm down or a chill type of relaxation. You just got to do something that moves your mind off of what you're working on. You have to do something that breaks that repetitiveness, that monotony of doing the same thing over and over. Like for me, for instance, a relaxation form for me would be the gym. You know, the gym is not relaxing for a lot of people, but for me, it's a it's a time where I can mentally clear my mind. So I count that as a form of relaxation. It's a mental break 
break from the day-to-day work that I do at work or working on my goals or anything else. And I would say too, if you are someone that doesn't normally work out, like for me, I hate working out. I hate going to the gym. I hate doing it. But once I've completed a workout, I can tell a huge difference in my overall um, mindset, in my mood. And I had taken a a couple week break from the gym and I realized that all these negative thoughts, um, just the mood swings that I was having, I put two and two together and it all creeped in right as I stopped working out. So it's true that that can really boost your mood and really be a place where you can rejuvenate yourself. Yeah, the ultimate goal is to find something that you enjoy doing so much that it can completely take your mind off of what you are working on because you want to take a complete break. It can't be a thing where, okay, well, you know, work, I'm getting burned out with work, but I'm going to be on my phone answering emails while I'm watching TV. That's not relaxing. You have to like completely separate yourself from it and and be strategic with the amount of time that you do so because yeah, some projects or some things that you're working on or some jobs, you may have to put in more effort during certain time periods, but be strategic with the time and say, okay, for this hour, I'm going to block out. I'm going to just completely separate myself from it. Another thing that a lot of people do for relaxation or that mental break is like meditate or pray where they'll, or go on like a walk or something where they'll turn off technology completely and separate themselves completely from technology and just be, you know, just be present in the moment and where they're at. And I think that's very effective as well for a lot of people. Or if you have a friendship, you know, in your life that you know, when you get together with that person, they uplift your spirit. Sometimes just having an evening with a friend and just, you know, not talking about work, not talking about responsibilities, but just enjoying each other's time together, that alone can make your spirit feel well rested. And I encourage you if if the workplace is the place that you feel the most burned out from, when you do go home, when you are eating dinner with your family, when you are spending time with your family, turn off your phone, leave your phone in another room, you know, like do everything you can to completely be present with them because they can feel it too when you don't show up at 100%. That's the other thing. When when we don't show up at 100% because we're burned out, we're not showing up at 100% for the other people either in all the other things. So you're showing up at 40% in what you're working on, but then when you're outside of what you're working on, you're still thinking about that. So you're showing up at 40 or 50% for the people around you as well. When in reality, if you can show up 100% here, prevent burnout, take the break, take the time needed and show up 100% for those people as well, your, your overall life you're going to see is going to get better. You're going to notice that when you start to get burned out, it's not, it might be caused because of one area of your life, but every area of your life is going to be affected and every area of your life is going to go down and you're going to lose motivation across the board. You're going to be the one that wants to just stay in bed all day or, you know, not go anywhere or not do anything because of that one area. And again, if we can just prevent burnout, it, you know, nixes the whole problem. You don't ever have to try to get out of it. So take that time, schedule that time in, because again, let's just try to prevent from getting to that point of being burned out and start to see the signs, start to see the cues. If you start to complain more about what you're doing, take a break from it. If you start to get caught up in that monotony, take a break from it. When you start to see the signs is probably when you need to start taking the breaks. Don't wait until it gets really, really bad because it, trust me, it's way harder to come out of it completely. And that is possible if you are stuck in the middle of it. If you say, hey, you know, I'm at that place, I'm at that bottom point. Okay, then take a longer break. Take an extended break. You know, if you have paid time off with work, take a couple of days off of work if it is work. If it's family like, you know, schedule some other time for yourself. You know, take take the bigger breaks, take the time and almost re set in a way so that way you can show up better in your day-to-day life. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. We hope that you've learned something new, that you feel challenged and are inspired to live a life beyond the norm. 
If something in this episode stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram, and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. And speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and let you be the first to know about our new episodes and exciting updates. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating and review. This will allow us to expand our reach and let others know that they can benefit from this podcast as well. We appreciate you spending your time with us and we can't wait to be with you again soon. Join us next time as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.